0: JazzCast Pros.
1: Hello and welcome back to High Vibe Table Talks. This is your host, Marshawn Hargrave. I'm really excited about our conversation today. I interview Stephanie Kennedy, who is the owner of Reach Digital Media Solutions in Buffalo. And you'd think with a title like that, we would talk about social media, but we do not. We get into it a little bit, but the main topic of our conversation is all around networking, the importance of it, the confidence surrounding it, what to do pre-networking, what to do during networking. You know, we've all been stuck in like a conversation during networking that either we don't want to be in or maybe there's someone else in the room we want to talk to, but just are, are in the middle of something and, and how to get away. So we talk about some stuff like that, as well as post networking. Stephanie gives a great tidbit on what's the most important thing to do post networking event. And so we just have a really, really great conversation around networking confidence, which again, is a through line of a lot of our conversations. But how does that apply to networking and showing up as your most authentic self when you are trying to put your business out there, whether you've do, just been starting this, you're in beta testing, or you've been doing it for a while. So let's get into my conversation with Stephanie Kennedy. Hello, and welcome back to the High Vibe Table Talks, the podcast to help you, the cautiously ambitious woman, move mental barriers and take action now so that you can achieve your someday desires. Well, welcome, Stephanie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to get started. Awesome. So we met through LinkedIn networking, and I know that your expertise is social media. First, I always like to start with who you are and who your ideal client is that you serve. So my
2: name is Stephanie Kennedy. I'm the owner of Reach Digital Media Solutions, and I am from the Buffalo area. I have been running my business for about five years at this point, which is really exciting. And I work predominantly with small to medium businesses to help them with their digital marketing strategy and help them be a little bit more present on the
1: digital space. I'd like to ask you, what does networking mean to you? I know it can mean different things to different people. So tell me what networking means to you.
2: Networking, I have a very special relationship with because of the nature of the job that my dad had when I was growing up. And networking to me is a way to build relationships, but also touch base with your colleagues that you've met throughout the years to find out where they are and maybe how you can help, but
1: also how they might be able to help you as well. Mm-hmm. So it's really going into it with a service-based mindset. The theory behind this podcast is building Bigger tables, not higher fences. And I think that's really what I heard when you talk about networking is like, how can you support other businesses? How can they support you? How can you collaborate and really in that service based headspace? Absolutely. You know, when I think about networking, people are like, oh, you're so great at it. You're an extrovert. And while I think part of that is true, like on the spectrum of introvertness and extrovertness. And I do think it's a a big spectrum. I do skew towards being an extrovert and yet networking to me can still induce anxiety. It can be nerve wracking and scary and something that I can put off very easily. So do you have any tips when someone is thinking about prepping for networking or, or first getting into it maybe?
2: So networking in itself, like I said, I feel like it is a really great way to build relationships. So just going into it, just being confident in what you have to offer, but also who you are as a person. So usually in the rooms that I'm networking in, there's people who are just starting out in their business or have been in business for 30 years. So it's really a big spectrum of understanding who the audience is in that room but also just kind of getting a feel for how you are feeling about what you're doing. Is there something you want to highlight when you're talking to somebody new, but also don't forget to ask questions, ask questions of the people who are around you. Don't just run around saying, hi, how are you? This is what I do. Hi, how are you? This is what I do. Instead have a genuine conversation because that can turn into better relationships in the longer in any way. but if you're just confident going into each conversation with at least an intention of getting to know them, usually you're pretty golden. Mm-hmm. you can you can definitely find out more about a person than just what they do just by having the simple conversation.
1: Right. Right. Because behind every business is a business owner, is someone who started with a dream, a thought, a goal, aspirations, and that's what you're trying to get to. Absolutely. Yeah. One of my favorite questions to ask when I'm networking is who is your ideal client? Um, Because Mm -hmm. especially for service-based industries like yours and mine, I find that who their ideal client is, is a previous form of themselves you know, like I needed accountability in my job to show up to. So I created accountability groups and that's how my business was formed. And so I always find that the story and the journey, when you dig into their ideal client, you find out a lot of like really cool information of how they got to where they are. Do you have any favorite networking questions? A big question I love to ask people is why did
2: you start your business? Mm-hmm. Like what lit such a fire in you that you felt like you needed to do something completely removed from corporate America? Like mm-hmm. what was, what was that one moment that you're like, this is, this is my purpose. Because a lot of the time when we're talking to business owners, it is a big ask to be like, what do you need? What do you need? But mm-hmm. it's like, that's not what I want to do when I'm not working I have a pretty good understanding now at the very least that people in business are people at the end of the day, they have passions behind them. There are points when people get jaded about their business. There are points when people don't understand exactly you know, where they are in their space anymore. So kind of also asking that question brings out that passion in their eyes again, which I always love to see. And Honestly, it's a big part of social media too, because when you're on social media for business, it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be showcasing your passion for things. So I love
1: asking that question for that reason. Yeah, because being an entrepreneur is really scary and there's a lot of unknowns. And so really understanding what that tipping point where it was like, my why is bigger than my fear. And hearing the story behind that is really cool. Absolutely. And it can make, I'm sure, your job in creating social media content that much more organic because you pull in those emotions and the heartstrings and, like, not just the glittery parts of it, but the hard parts as well. Right. Exactly. I know you said a lot about networking is relationship building, and a lot of times, the reason why people can say no is because they don't know the effort that they put into networking is going to result in anything necessarily for them. Like the ROI on networking is very unknown. But why do you think it's important for people to show up to networking? So for years before we
2: had, you know, the internet, we had, we had social media before we had all these avenues of marketing that we could do there. I mean, even back to times when people would barter. If you knew someone who had something, you'd want them to connect with someone else who had something else that they could then trade. But in our, in today's world, I feel like networking is even more important because we have lost that connection of being face-to-face a lot more. I mean, of course, through the pandemic, through being more virtual, which I think is Eon's better than it used to be, and people are a lot more accepting of that. On the other hand, people have been a lot less motivated to be in front of people. And I think we've kind of lost that confidence too. So just doing it consistently not only helps your own confidence in public speaking and talking to per- people in person, but it also just you know shows your authentic self to that other person as well. I I would never discount that for yourself and your business because at the end of the day, when people choose to work with someone, it's because of the way that they work and the Mm -hmm. way that they view their career. And if you're really passionate about your career, you want to show that. And the most authentic way to do that is in person. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Doing it over social media is one thing, and, and you can be very authentic on social media if you truly put that into perspective for yourself but when you are in front of someone and they're you know asking you questions on the spot it is really good practice mm-hmm. just to be like okay yeah like this is this is what i'm passionate about and some days some days i walk into a, a room for networking and i'm exhausted i've had a really crazy week i've had a lot of crappy emails come my way or something didn't go right and i'll leave the room after networking remembering why I do what I do and feeling a lot more grateful for what I do because it can help so many people.
1: Yeah, that's such a good point. Finding the networking groups that make me feel like that after is so important because there have been many networking meetings, not necessarily groups, but certain meetings that I've left feeling like, that was fine. But The ones that I keep coming back to are the ones where I leave feeling like, just like you said, this is why I do what I do. This is who I serve. And another point on what you were saying was around practicing your elevator pitch. Like you can meet 15, 20 people at a networking event and get to practice your elevator pitch in front of people and stumble. And because you have to, you have to say those words, you have to, you can write something out but saying it to another person and then getting follow-up questions and answering those that comes with practice. You know, I used to cold call a lot and I could cold call, you know, to my computer screen a lot, but it's different when there's another person on the end, end of the line. And it really is about getting those reps in, you know, just like with sports and with practicing any muscle, it's about the reps. And I think that networking and your pitch and, really being solidly grounded in your why and who you are and how you speak about your business is all about the practice and the reps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what tips would you give in like finding the right types of groups? Like how do you delegate your energy when it comes to networking? That's a really great question
2: because I had at one point I was networking probably like three times a week and that was a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it was helpful because I was getting myself out there and it was at the beginning of my business, so I didn't mind doing it. Mm-hmm. But after a while, probably after two years of it, I got really burnt out from it. And once you get more involved in networking groups and no- different organizations, you get asked to do more things, and you have to learn when to say no, but also when to say yes too. And so, with that being said, the best way that you can find the right networking groups for yourself is really think about that target market and, and find out where those people are. So for me, you know, networking is great because I service specifically to businesses. Mm-hmm. Um But someone who is, you know, has a product to sell or is a vendor in that way and has a retail product, something like a um, like a market guild would be a good networking group to be part of because then mm-hmm. you can learn from other people exactly how they went about it, and you don't need to reinvent the wheel that way. So I found my niche within like women in networking. So I was part of New York State Women Incorporated. I'm part of NABO. I've checked out a couple of, of other women organized groups um, and women in business, and. That empowered me to do more because I was seeing all of these women who had been in business for, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years, and each of them were at a different level. But I knew that if I wanted to make my business work, then I would have to also cater to each level in that way. And I found a lot of mentors
1: through that and mm. a lot of support through that as well. Mm-hmm. There's so much I want to dig into there. But the first part of your answer was, understanding your ideal client and catering your networking groups towards your ideal client does that mean you should not network if you don't know your ideal client
2: i would say it is good practice to network but i feel like you're going to waste your time a little bit more if you're not completely set on who you want to market to because a lot of the time when you are networking there are people out there that want to help and mm-hmm. want to help you move forward and that want to help your business move forward so be prepared for someone to ask you that question like what like who is your ideal client who who can i introduce you to to help you move forward in your business because a lot of people are in networking for that reason alone mm-hmm. so if you don't know who you're marketing to it's very hard to give them an answer and you're just kind of spinning your wheels at that point so mm-hmm. i would agree i would maybe not point network but if you're going to network use it for practice, use it as a way to be more confident in what you're doing. And maybe along the way, you'll figure out exactly who you want to market to. Because I feel like that's always changing too. Some people you know, think that their ideal client is one person and then they start doing business, doing business and they're in it for a few years and they realize that where they really want to be is in a completely different space. So it just really depends on who you are and, and where you're headed with your business that will define where you will be for networking.
1: Yeah. And it's okay to pivot your ideal client within the same like networking group on your journey. Mm -hmm. Like that is so, I don't know if you found this, but I have had many pivots in my, you know, two and a half years of this business has pivoted a lot. If I look at my career, since I graduated, I've had so many pivots and sometimes they felt like failures in the pivots, but Right now I'm in the space where it's a culmination of pivots, not kind of starting over from ground zero. I think to your point, knowing that you're going to be asked that question, and maybe if you don't know who your ideal client is, you can share a little bit of your story and why you're there, but it's okay to say, I'm not quite sure who my ideal client is yet. I'm just, you know, they're out there somewhere and I'm trying to find them, you know? Exactly. Very cool.
0: Girl, where have you been? I haven't seen you at work in a while. Girl, I quit and started my own business. Really? That's amazing. How did you do it? Well, I've been listening to this Beauty Boss Millionaire podcast, and it really helped me change my mindset from an employee to a CEO. All that from a podcast? Yes, the Beauty Boss Millionaire walks you through the process of starting a business and making your first million. I need that in my life. I need someone to help me. Just go to beautybossmillionaire.com or pull it up on your favorite podcast. And unlike Zoom, you don't have to install anything on your computer, and your guests don't either. Head over to Riverside.fm and use promo code JAZZYCAST to get 60 free minutes of recording and 15% off a membership plan.
1: You talked about confidence in networking and being confident in your answers and who you are. Has confidence always been something that has come naturally to you? How do you kind of build that muscle, create it? What does that journey look like for you and and your clients? It's so funny that you say that because when
2: I am networking, people are like, Oh, you're such a pro. You must have been so confident when you were younger. Like, this is this must have been just second nature to you. And I say every time, like, absolutely not. I remember being 15 and not being able to look people in the eye. I remember getting really into shoes because I could only. Like, look at people's shoes. Like, I was always afraid that I was like looking at someone weird, or there was a part of me that was like, oh my God, like, I can't look people in the eye. I don't know why, but I'm, this is where I'm at. So, it didn't actually happen until I was probably around 19 or 20 that I decided I didn't want to feel that way anymore about it. And I started being a little bit more confident in myself. When it comes to confidence, I think the biggest thing that people have an issue with is just like, "Oh, what are they going to think about me? Like, how are they going to react? Oh, they're going to judge mm-hmm. me for this." Mm-hmm. And one thing I've learned over the years is just kind of limiting that self-importance. Like, I'm not a big deal. Like, I'm not, yeah. and like putting putting the ego aside because, like, yeah. I'm. It's it's really not that big of a deal. Like, I'm just talking to people at this mm-hmm. point. And whether they like me or not is their problem, not mine. Yeah. so it, it just comes with the territory. Like if you want a successful business, you have to play the game. And when I say play the game, I don't mean like given to all the the BS that comes with it.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm
2: talking about just, you know, own it. If you're going to run a business, own it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: you can't you can't run a business and not be confident in the product that you have because you won't sell anything. Mm -hmm. that's not how business works if you are putting your whole career finances you know retirement whatever whatever it is on the line to do something because you're leading with passion and leading with your heart then you have to be confident because if it doesn't work then you're screwed Mm -hmm. it has to work Mm -hmm. so putting your ego aside and just putting putting those things into perspective too will help you to be more confident but also the age old <laughs> phrase fake it till you make it mm-hmm. does work i've done it it's worked very well in the past for me because when i started my business i was freshly out of college i i started my business 3 months after i graduated from college so it's not like i had 10 years of experience behind me to say you need my help i had A degree in strategic communication and a past of growing up with social media. That was pretty Mm -hmm. much it. So when you're going into these networking situations, just know that not everyone is worrying about you. Not everyone is worrying about how you look, how you're acting. They're probably worrying more about themselves than anything else. And that goes for everything, not just networking, but life in
1: general. (laughs) Yeah. Like when I say like, you're not that special, I don't mean it like you don't have special parts of you that are important to let shine. It's like, there are so many people out there with a lot less skills than you that Mm -hmm. are really, really succeeding because it's not about you being special. It's about you going out there and trying and taking risks Like you said, no one is out there really that worried about how you look and what you're doing or if you fumble, like they're human. They're probably worried more about what their hair looks like than yours. At the end of the day, what, you know, someone else thinks about me is not my problem. Just like you said, Mm -hmm. it's not my problem. What anybody else thinks about how I answered that question, how I showed up. Like you just have to set your ego aside and really hold on to like the fact that you're here to serve and to help people and that the path you're going down is the right, the right path. Exactly. And to add to that, if you are truly
2: in it for the heart of it, you're not going to be that worried because you already know it's going to work out. Because if someone leading with their heart unless like about I mean, money's great. Money fuels a lot of things. But when it comes to what you're doing for the world like, and for your own fulfillment in life, Mm -hmm. that's more important than making a sale. Mm -hmm. You may have people who are like so excited, so gung-ho to like get together with you, want to learn more about you, want to learn more about your business and work with you. Sure, that's going to happen. But there's also going to be people that are like, Oh, I really like what you do and like but I don't know if it's right for me and that's that's completely on them. That's their journey. Mm-hmm. You can't force anything that's not meant to be. So you might as well just kind of
1: go where life leads you and not worry about the rest. Yeah, it's so true. A situation I found myself in is being stuck in an uncomfortable conversation whether it's turned stale, you need to exit or you know, we do live in a very polarizing environment at the moment. And so maybe it's you're coming into a conversation where you disagree, you know, but you don't want to necessarily dive into that because it's it's just an uncomfortable conversation or you're having a good conversation, but there are other people in the room you want to talk to. And so you have to figure out how to pivot away from the current conversation. Do you have any tips for that? So
2: when I first started networking, I always felt very rude if I wasn't listening so intently to the person I was talking to, if I had an interest in talking to somebody else I saw in the room, or, um, you know, I, I've stayed in a lot of conversations that probably could have been a lot shorter than they were mm-hmm. because of that, because I didn't want to be rude. And, and you're not rude when you are in that space and you want to pivot into a different conversation because everyone's there to do the same thing, everyone's there to network, everyone understands that there are are more than just you that they want to talk to that there's there's more to do in a networking space not only just talking to people but you know checking out the different aspects of the networking event itself whether that's you know grabbing a cocktail or grabbing a soda or or going to talk to who, the people who are organizing it and learning about them and learning about their mission and whatever the networking event is There's going to be other aspects to it than just having that one conversation with one person. But if you're, if you find yourself in an uncomfortable conversation, just politely excuse yourself, say, well, it was very nice to meet you and I hope to see you around. Mm -hmm. You don't need to get into political conversation if you're not inclined to. um, I try to stay very apolitical when I'm out and about for networking, Mm -hmm. because what I do isn't political and Mm -hmm. and politics are very present on social media but i would rather talk about someone's passion, someone's business and what's going on in the country. i see that enough on the news. yeah. i don't need to have that conversation at a networking event because that's not what i'm there for. Mm-hmm. if i'm going to a congressman's rally, okay. Mm-hmm. that makes sense. let's have that conversation. if i'm having a casual conversation with a friend and we're talking about politics, sure. it just doesn't it to me politics just don't have a place in a networking event unless mm-hmm it is a politically based networking event.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I got to say about that. (laughs) Yeah. So at the end of the day, like, remember your North star of why you're there. Like I say that a lot with my clients when we're talking about goal setting and they get diverted into something, it's like really filter all of this through your North star goal and you're there to meet people. And like, like you said, you're not being rude by saying, Hey, you know, I really, loved having this conversation. Here's my card. Let's expand upon this over coffee one-on-one where we're not at this or, you know, um, something like that. So that's, that's really great. Any tips for post networking follow-ups?
2: Oh, yes. So I got a wonderful tip from someone a couple of years ago. If you do not follow up with someone within 24 hours of meeting them, they will forget you. And whether that's fact or fiction, they might not forget you right away, but at least put yourself in the position where they won't. Mm-hmm. So if you have a networking event Wednesday night, get on your emails Thursday morning and just say, hey, it was really nice to meet you. It doesn't have to be a long form letter. Mm-hmm. It just can be a couple of instances. Hey, it was great to meet you. Maybe send them your Calendly link or send them a couple times you're available for the week if you want to grab coffee or lunch or just a quick meeting on Zoom or even just a phone call. It doesn't have to be high pressure, but if you want to get to know someone more and you have that interest and remember those people along the way. Also, when it comes to you know, giving out your business card, sometimes in a networking event setting, It's easier to have a digital business card where you can actually capture someone's email Mm -hmm. because I find myself in the situation where I'm networking with, you know, there's like 40 people in the room and I do collect business cards too. And I do, you know, go through each business card as well, but I use an app called Blink, not an Mm -hmm. ad. Um, (laughs) It's B-L-I-N-Q and people can save all of my contact information, but also send me theirs. Yeah. So that's a much easier space to be in in a networking setting because that way you are able to have that conversation, you're able to introduce yourself, you're able to give them your information, but you don't need to do it in a way that is going to be time consuming or like, oh, dang it, where did I put that card? Yeah, <laughs> like because I know I have well, I, I switch purses like three or four times a week, sometimes I don't know where like my lip glosses. And I'm like, Oh my God, I have no idea. And like, I'm so I'm much more prone to picking a pocket in my purse that, that I can put my business cards in that I get, Mm -hmm. but always follow up with that card or that digital business card, QR code, what have you following it up with that. And then just making sure that you're getting to them within 24 hours
1: of that event. Yeah. Whether it's true or not, it's a great rule to live by you know, because you can, you can meet like 20 people in a span of two hours and have very authentic, organic conversations with them. But at the end, you're, it's such a whirlwind that you're like, what just happened? So that's a great, great piece (laughs) of advice. Hey, if you like this episode, check out Getting Real with Bossy, where we chat about what it's like to be a woman business owner.
2: You'll hear interviews with women who are doing what it takes to succeed and the
1: reality of what that looks like. We cover all the topics, figuring out the rules and regulations, navigating business partnerships, even if that's your spouse, motherhood while running a business, working within your values, and all the ups and downs of being the boss. Are you ready to get real?
2: Pop over to our podcast, Getting Real with Bossy.
1: All right, so let's get into lightning round questions. Okay, I'm ready. A must-read book is? Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Ooh, that's a good one. And no one's answered that so far yet. Creativity means to me. Being able to be authentically yourself, but also
2: be able to expand on the ideas that you're given either by a client or an idea that you had and expanding on that and just having fun with it. Creativity Mm. is supposed to be fun. (laughs) My favorite meal is. Okay. So I'll say my favorite meal from when my mom used to cook me food was Salisbury steak. Mm. But now my favorite meal is uh, just like a home
1: cooked meal, like chicken, mashed potatoes and a vegetable. Mm -hmm. So something hearty, but with like the home cooked love. Exactly. That's interesting too, because I know Buffalo has a really good food scene. So that's really cool. Okay, so should I
2: should I go into to segue into the question of what's my favorite food from Buffalo?
1: Ooh, that's a good that's a good question. Beef on whack, I would say. Oof, yep. I did love a good beef on wick prior to becoming vegetarian. Cauliflower wings are always good too. hmm Uh something on my bucket list is skydiving. Ooh, that's awesome.
2: Yeah, I might be actually um, completing that on my bucket list within the year. So I'm very excited about that. Yay, that's awesome. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, The best piece of advice
1: I ever heard was?
2: Be yourself, even if people don't like it, because you can't live authentically if you're not yourself. Mm -hmm.
1: I'm adding a new question to this. So what is the coolest shit you've done over the last year or are currently working on? I'm writing an (gasps) ebook. that's a really cool thing I'm doing. I do,
2: I, I don't give myself enough credit, but I do a lot of cool shit, like so much cool shit that like, I kind of forget to share it. Mm -hmm. Um, I was a judge for a pageant this past weekend too. So that was a thing that I did that I've never done before. And I was also published in two magazines in the last month.
1: People can't see it, but I'm giving a big round of applause. (laughs) Thank you. And that's, you know, really, that's why I added this question is because I think that entrepreneurs and creatives, they do such cool shit all the time. And we forget Mm -hmm. to like talk about it and like we forget to like remember it or say it. And like, it's so freaking cool. And so many Mm -hmm. people are going to be inspired by that stuff. That's really awesome. So where can people find you and connect with you?
2: So I'm on all social media, of course. I'm also on threads. I spend a lot, the most time on Instagram though.
1: Okay. So they can find me at
2: reach DMS on Instagram and same with threads. Um, LinkedIn, I'm on Facebook too. I don't use it quite as much, but I live on
1: Instagram. So you can definitely find me there. How awesome was that conversation? I think there are so many tidbits that you can take away. I love what Stephanie said about the 24 hour rule post networking, and I loved our conversation around confidence. And at the end of the day, this isn't the most important thing to you, but really nobody else cares. And not to say that in a way that you should stop doing what you're doing, but just let go of some of the stress around what if I show up and make a mistake or say something wrong. It's really not that big of a deal and it was really cool because after we turned to this recording off stephanie and i chatted for a few more minutes and so i want to put some show notes below of the magazines she was talking about some of the publications that she was talking about in the coolest shit that she has done and is doing or we forget and it's just a nice reminder it's very inspirational and it's a great way to keep us going through the hard parts of entrepreneurship so thank you for listening I hope to see you next week on the High Vibe Table Talks because it's high time you went after your high vibes. Hey y'all, it's
0: your girl, Rosa Marie. And if you are enjoying this episode, check out Child Care Made Simple, the podcast to help you, the daycare owner, human resource professional, and policymaker navigate ever changing landscape of child care by providing you simple safe and effective solutions i am the owner of marvelous minds academy in rochester new york my mission is to leave the world better than i found it by ensuring child care is not a barrier to progress for parents and helping young learners think limitless subscribe to the Child Care Made Simple podcast on the JazzCast Pros Network, available right here on the podcast player you're listening to right now.